Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov, to all of you listeners of this great station, this station that beams only Divrei Torah, Divrei Halacha, Divrei Musar, and religious music. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. I'm going to speak about the parasha that we read yesterday, Parashat Noah. <coughs> it was a great and famous Sephardic sage called the Ramban, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, who lived in 13th century Spain, approximately 700 years ago. And, of course, he wrote a very highly acclaimed pirush on the Torah, which is studied in depth in all yeshivot, by all rabbanim, and tamidei hachami. He asked a, a simple question. Why do we have to have the whole book of Bereshit? The book of Bereshit tells us about the flood, about stories about Abraham Avinu, Yitzhak Avinu, Yaakov Avinu, Yosef Sadiq. The Torah is from the word Hora'ah, meaning instruction, which means it's, going to, it's a set of instructions, meaning the 613 mitzvot. And, of course, let the Torah stress the fact that we had to perform them. So why, why the stories? He answers like this. From these stories of Avotino Akdoshin, we see how our forefathers behaved. And we learn from their midot, their good qualities, their ways of behavior. Abraham Avinu teaches us, among other great midot, the virtue of Hesed, how he greeted the three wayfarers and give him, they gave them a huge meal. Ishak Avinu teaches us, among other things, the will to sacrifice for Hashem. Yaakov Avinu Yoshevu Halim, a man of Torah, and despite all the sorrow that he had, he remained complete and tamim with Hashem. Yosef Sadiq, who fought Yosef and won over immorality, and who had great hazard to take in all his brothers and the whole family for many years. Then he says something very interesting. He says, Rambani says that these midot are a preparation for Torah study. You want to learn Torah? You have to have good mitot. It's a prerequisite of Torah study. You know, this is perhaps the reason why uh, between Pesach and Shavuot, we read the Pirkei Avot. Pirkei Avot, of course, talks a lot about the Torah study, but also discusses mainly the ways of behavior of the human being. How to behave with each other as well as towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why? This is a preparation to be ready for Shavuot, which is Kabbalat HaTorah. In Kabbalat HaTorah, you have to have some preparation beforehand. You know, it's like you want to paint a room and there's cracks in the room. And there's little holes in the walls. If you just bring the paint and paint the, the, the walls, it's going to look ugly. 
What do you have to do first? Prepare the walls. You have to get some speckling, some tape, and then after it's all nice and smooth, then you can paint it. You have the preparation. is very important. And uh, as a matter of fact, lighting the menorah in the Beit HaMikdash, lighting itself, can be done with a czar, with plenty of Israel. However, the preparation of the wicks and the cups and the cleaning of the cups and all that, that, the hachanot, must be done by a Kohen. Preparation is important. And this, this midot are a prerequisite to learning Torah. And just as we are learning the good virtues from our forefathers, also the Torah tells us how to stay away from bad behaviors that are displayed by other nations. This is why we have the, sto the story of the flood. People were immoral, worshiping various gods. It was robbery all over. People were corrupt. And especially robbery. Because of robbery, robbery is not like theft. Theft is when a person steals from another one and the victim is not aware of it. When it comes to robbery, it's like you snatch something from you from a, uh, from a person while he's there in his presence. Now, that's, that's worse. This is the law of the jungle. In such chaotic situation, the world cannot be sustained. Olam The world is built on kindness, meaning that people have to be able to work with each other, to be kind to each other, to be able to tolerate each other, not hurt each other, not steal from each other. So the Borei Olam decided the world had to be destroyed. Now, let me say something interesting here. In the last few decades, there was tremendous technological advances in the world. We're talking about advances in technology. And who thought 25 years ago that you're going to be holding a tiny little cell phone? You know, I, I, I can talk with it to somebody in Japan or in China. It, it, it's unbelievable that trains in Europe nowadays that go over 200 miles an hour. I wish we had those, those kind of trains in the United States. We have made advances in sciences, in physics, in chemistry, in medicine, in computers, even in farming. Israel has been teaching some ways of farming to less developed nations. Then let me ask you a question. We made a lot of advances in technology. How much advances have we made in the last 5,777 years in character improvement? How much advances have we made in controlling anger, jealousy, vengeance, envy, lust, and especially corruption. How much improvement? Zero improvement. The generation of the flood was corrupt. 
Today we have the same thing. It says, Zechor yemot olam, binu shenot dor vador. Remember what happened in the olden days, the sins and corruption in the olden days of the ancient generations. Binu and understand the use that are going to come from generation to generation. What it means is whatever happened in the past is going to happen in the future. Unfortunately. History repeats itself, unfortunately. The corruption of the past has repeated itself throughout history and is still with us today in full force. You know, I read the other day on the Internet about the West Bank. You know, in the West Bank, the uh, president there is uh, Abbas in Mahshimov. There was a poll that was taken among the Palestinians themselves, not the Israelis, the Palestinians. They asked them a question. How, 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 what, is, what is your thinking about your own government? Do you think your government is corrupt? It was a poll. And you know what the, the, the result was? 95.5% thought the government was corrupt. This is nowadays now, not a thousand years ago. It is, it is, it is, it is, I, don't know, I don't know how much, uh, you know, he has embezzled, but whatever. Corruption is rampant over there. Well, now you might say, well, that's an uncivilized state. People over there really don't know much about decency or sound moral and ethical values. What about the West? What about here in the USA? Is it any different? Not at all. Look what we hear about the Clinton clan and all those who were working with them. I'm not talking about the politics involved here. Forget about the politics. I'm just only trying to prove the point of Chazal. The Chachamim are telling us Unfortunately, midot, raot, really we haven't made that much improvement on. The amount of corruption is staggering. And this is only the beginning. It's just a little smoke that we, we are right now uh, looking at. And this, whatever this smoke, this fire, and it's probably going to be a huge fire. And we know that people that have done even 20% of what the Clinton and the other people have done, that they would have been really prosecuted. So, some people get away with it. For years, she got away with it. And she probably would have gotten away with it also, except to the WikiLeaks have uh, told us things that, uh, that we would have never known otherwise. This is why Ladies and gentlemen, the Torah is telling us about corruption. It is not just telling us a story about the flood. It's telling us about the bad traits. Why? So we can learn and stay away from those traits. We should learn the good, the good uh, character traits from Avotenu Akdushim. And we should stay away from the bad midot raot of other nations. We are Am Kadosh. 
And we have to keep making advances in improving our behavior, in improving our virtues. We are a people that loves kindness, that help others, that are set on controlling our envies and maintain a healthy and good behavior. We are a nation that lives with different rules. The rules of the Torah and the misvot and the good deeds. And there's another lesson that we can learn from Noah. Rashi brings a mahluk at Hachamim about Noah. The Torah says Noah was Sadiq. Sadiq haya bidorotav. So there's a mahlukat, there's a difference of opinion among Hachamim. And Rashi says, Yesh Mirabotenu. Some of our Rabotin rabbis, they say, okay, this is really a praise. Uh, that, that uh, in other words, he was great. He was a Sadiq, even in a generation where people were degenerate. Had he been in the generation of, of Avram Avinu, or even bigger. Others say no. He was a Sadiq because... All his generation at the time, everybody was uh, a Shaim. So, he, because everybody was a Shaim, he was the one that was uh, better than them. He stood out. Had he been a generation of Avraham Avinu, right, it would have been nothing. Now, why is, is there such opinion uh, 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 slightly degrading uh, the... Uh, the importance of Noah. Why? Well, because we see somewhere else, it says, Noah came to the Teva because the water, the flood, the, the, the deluge was getting too big. In other words, he waited to the last minute when he saw he couldn't stay outside any longer. That's when he walked in into the Teva. So Rashi brings a uh, Midrash, he says, Miktane Amanahaya. He didn't have a 100% belief that Hashem is going to bring the flood. Maybe he wouldn't. But he stood until the last minute. Well, look, he knew exactly, Noah knew exactly when he should be going into the Teva. Hashem told him when. He knew the right time. But he waited a little bit longer. You know, I heard once a story about there's a place where there was a drought. It was a drought, no rain, for a long time. So they wanted to have all the four synagogues in that area, all the people in those four synagogues, come together and pray together. Berov Amadrat When you have more people, maybe a Kalush Baruch would listen. So there was not one synagogue that was big enough for all the people in the four synagogues. So they decided they were going to go to an open area, an open field, okay? and they're going to have some hachamim that are going to be talking and praying. And with the hope of the prayers and all the people that are going to help also in beseeching Hashem to bring the rain, the rain will come. So a day was set up. Everyone gets together. 
and then they tell the head rabbi to go up and start talking. He goes up. He looks from right to left and back to right. And he goes down. He goes down. They say, wait a minute. Rabbi, we want you to say something, some prayer. Say that. He says, these people here don't really believe that anything's going to help. They don't believe that the rain's going to come. Say, Why not? I don't see one umbrella here. I don't see anyone with a raincoat. They really don't have this 100% belief that the rain is going to come down. You see, Rabotai, when we talk about emunah, belief, we talk about 100%. But even for that little thing, the rabbi is saying, no, that doesn't look like there is a full emunah involved in here. So how do we improve our behavior? How do we improve our midot? And our emuna by doing the ma'asim tovim, the mitzvot that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. We have 613 mitzvot. We're supposed to perform them. And if you see what Rashi says here, you'll understand what, what, what we mean by performing the mitzvot. Because it says, Ele toledot noah. These are the offspring of Noah. And then it says, Noah is Sadiq, Tamim, Hayabah. Noah was a Sadiq. Wait a minute, this is not the offspring. Sadiq is not the offspring. The offspring is the children, right? Rashi comes and says, wait a minute. The main thing about the Sadiqim are the deeds. That's the main thing, the deeds. So comes Rab Moshe Feinstein, Allah Sharon, who was one of the greatest post-scheme of the 20th century. And he says like this, he says, you know, we can actually compare the Ma'asim Tovim, the good deeds, to our children. And that's why, you know, he says, Eikar told to him, that's the main thing. In other words, we, they compared to the children. And he said, yes. Number one, we have to love our ma'asim tovim like we love our children. We love our children for no other reason but because they are our children and we care for them and we want to do whatever has to be done for them. Same thing with the mitzvot. And the good deeds, the ma'asim tovim, we have to love them and do whatever has to be done just like we would do for our children. Number two, he says, whatever we do for our children, we don't do it out of duty. It's my obligation and duty and a task that I must do this. No, I do it because I care for my child. Because I love my child. The Ma'asim Tovim, same thing. You don't do them because, oh, it's a duty. It's my obligation. I have No, I have to love to do it. In other words, you have to have a feeling. Don't do this like, hey, I must do it. 
It's not my hobby. I got to go to the synagogue in the morning because that's and I know you have to love to do that. You have to be happy that you are performing, fulfilling a mitzvah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you. And thirdly, that Moshe Feinstein Allah Hashem says, with your child, if he's not successful right away, what do you do? You give up? Can't give up. It's your child. If he's not doing well, what do you do? You try again and again. Bring a tutor. Do whatever you have to do in order to help your child. Same thing with the Mahasim Tovim If there's a reason why you can't do it, don't give up. Keep on. Try again and again. Just like you do for your child, that's how you do for the Mahasim And Be'ezat Hashem, if you do hold the Mahasim Tovim, the Mitzvot Vakadosh Baruch this way, you will be zokhe to do a lot of Mitzvot the Mahasim Tovim. And we will all be zokhe to see our Mashiach Sitkin Ramein. Abutai, I don't want you to forget about this, uh, uh, this station. It's a beautiful station. And uh, it you know, gives us a, a, a lot of Torah, a lot of religious music. And we should try to help it so that it could stay uh, on the air. Uh, also, Rabotai, as I've said in the, in the, in the, in the past, you know, we, we just renovated our social hall. It's really beautiful. If you have any simha, please, why don't you get in touch with us? Uh, we'll be very happy to accommodate you. Shalom and Shavuot Tov.